You're listening to Good on the Ground. Good on the Ground. Good on the Ground. Good on the Ground. You're listening to Good on the Ground from the Story Exchange. What just happened there? I think we'll be asking that question for quite a while. (laughs) We'll fight our way out at the end. Let's get started. I'm Colleen DeBase. And I'm Sue Williams. Do you feel like things are broken these days? Beyond broken. It's a mess. Mm -hmm. It's a mess. So today, today, we're going to share a story that we hope will take your mind off it all. Or at least put it in a good place. This is the first episode of a new series, a pretty amazing series, where we're profiling women who are doing good on the ground. I am Kathy Bruff. And I am Anita Saville. Budget Buddies provides financial education for low-income women through a innovative program. You just have to care about women helping women. Okay, that's who we're featuring today, two ordinary women from Boston, female entrepreneurs who are doing good on the ground. They're using the power of business to tackle some of today's most pressing social issues. So listen in. We'll be pursuing the theme of good on the ground, not just in this podcast, but in upcoming ones and on the videos on our website www.thestoryexchange.org. We're pretty sure you'll feel better by the end of this episode. For this podcast, we're taking you to Boston, home of the Red Sox, clam chowder, those funny New England accents. And another small startup here in the finances. Actually, it's Chelmsford, Massachusetts. <laughs> well, close enough. How are you? How are you? We're inside the conference room at Budget Buddies, where co-founders Anita Saville and Kathy Bruff and their small staff are going through paperwork. Matching homeless women with volunteer coaches. Well, I have somebody here who says that they don't know how to make a budget, they don't have a bank account. So if we have well, anyone... That... I wonder if we should put her with the tough buddy. Okay. Here's Anita Saville. Women, one in seven women lives in poverty for various reasons. Their their families have been living in poverty for years and years and years. Um, They have little financial education. We still make 20 cents less on the dollar than men do. So then you couple that with um, poor role models, lots of personal financial challenges, and women are just overwhelmed by, by money issues. Okay, Jasmine Toros, she wants to get her life back on track. So let's do Cindy with Jasmine, we said? Yes. I found uh, working in the shelter with women, uh, they were there for so many different reasons. That's Kathy Bruff speaking. It's been so often, it's such poor choices they've made, the relationships they've made, they've been in foster homes, they've been unable to have anybody that really uh, gives them confidence. So... Giving women who are really marginalized a chance to lift themselves out of poverty, that is no small task. It's huge. It's huge. Just take education, for example. Kathy told me that Massachusetts ranks last in terms of financial education in the entire nation. Mm. Which is kind of amazing when you think of Harvard, MIT, Wellesley. Exactly. But there are very few financial education programs that focus on the homeless population let alone the homeless women population. Anita and Kathy spent a lot of time figuring out the best way to do this. And we spent a year researching, talking to case managers around the greater Lowell area and saying, what would you like in a financial education program? And they told us two things. One, it has to be comprehensive. You can't just come in and do one or two workshops. And then the second thing. 
At the same time, you can't take a cookie cutter approach because you have teen mothers who are just starting out. They may not have a bank account. Uh, they may not have ever thought about how they would put money into savings. At the other end of the spectrum, you have older women who have a lot of debt, uh, who find themselves in a homeless shelter because of physical illness or mental illness or divorce. In 2010, Anita and Kathy, who hadn't quit their day jobs, mind you. No, they hadn't. Anita and Kathy came up with a pilot program matching homeless women with volunteer buddies who could teach them very, very basic financial information. So they tested this program at a shelter. And one night, somebody put out like 15 cupcakes, and one of the young women instantly ate the frosting off of five. So we knew she was not going to be too great in class. <laughs> Anita very nicely said to somebody, and what brought you here tonight? She said, they made me come. <laughs> so we, we knew we had our work cut out for us. <laughs> the idea really just needed some time. Because it was new, it was novel. It was, no one had really sat down with them on a sustained basis and talked about finance. That made them tweak the idea just a bit. Today, the program combines 12 instructional workshops with one-to-one -one coaching. Do you have a savings account? Oh, yeah, no, I have a checking account. That's great. So in addition to learning the basics in budgeting, banking, credit, uh, we also have workshops that um, deal with self-esteem, changing behavior, and really giving the women the confidence that they need in order to be able to go on and manage their money after Budget Buddy stops. So we've been sharing the story of Anita Saville and Kathy Bruff, the co-founders of Budget Buddies. I want to go back to something Anita said about how no one had really sat down with these homeless women. Mm, yeah, there are case managers, of course. But they're tapped out. They've got about 40 clients each. Right, they're overloaded. But contrast that with the wealthiest segment of America. Mm, the 1%. They've got plenty of advisors. Yet the people who need the advice the most aren't getting any. That's exactly it. And that's what led Anita to do this work in the first place. I grew up in Philadelphia. Um, I went to Penn State. Um, I always wanted to be a teacher, so I studied education and history. Anita taught for a while in Washington, D.C., where she also went to rallies put on by the National Organization of Women. I started dipping my toe into, into women's rights issues. Then she moved to Boston. I worked for Fidelity Investments um, as an editor and always felt that um, while I was writing for upper income and middle income folks that um, what was happening for the folks who didn't have advice um, on how to manage their money. So um, I, I had thought for a long time that I really wanted to work on some kind of a financial education program for low-income women. Now Kathy's background is a little bit different. I'm from Worcester, Massachusetts. <laughs> That's definitely a New England accent you hear. I went straight from high school to work. I've always done finance and operations for small businesses. She got involved in political movements. Anti-nuclear movements and all the way up to Central American movements. And so I was always sort of working with the underdog. And uh, I started volunteering at a homeless shelter 23 years ago. The part I like is helping the clients move on and uh, get themselves out of there and into housing. Here's Anita again. 
Then Kathy and I met um, during doing political campaigns, uh, first for Deval Patrick. That's the former governor of Massachusetts. 2004. Um, 2006, I think oh, it was. Okay. Yeah, 2006. Yeah. And uh, so we realized yeah. that um, we worked pretty well together, and we, we complemented each other in terms of the things that we like to do. Yes. It's lucky that, you know, I don't like the podium, and luckily Anita <laughs> does. So I do the finances, and she does the writing. So perfect. They realized they shared an interest in helping homeless women. We sort of put our heads together and said, well, how would we do this? So thank you very much for filling out all those lovely surveys. So the idea that they came up with, the Budget Buddies curriculum, it's a one-on-one -on -one workshop every other week for six months. Mm -hmm. And you've got the homeless woman, and then she's matched with a volunteer. That's a key part of the program. The volunteer doesn't have to have a financial background. These are pretty basic financial concepts. But they need to commit to meeting one-on-one -on -one with their buddies. And then the buddy, again, is the woman in the shelter. Exactly. Got it. So in our first six years, um, we've had 35 programs at 19 different agencies. And so that's helped over 400 women. We know of no other program where there are volunteer coaches that are dedicated just to the women one-to-one, -one, and uh, the, the coaches stay with her for the entire six-month period. 400 women. I mean, really, it's incredible how many women they've helped. Yeah, it really is. And they've trained over 275 volunteer coaches, too. And those women come from all walks of life, financial backgrounds for some, but others are teachers, retired nurses, or active nurses. You just have to care about women helping women. How are you? Hi, Julie. So good to see you. So let's back up for a second here and talk about how this became a business. Yeah, the word bootstrapped comes to mind. In fact, Sue, you had a chance to visit their very first office headquarters, as it were. Yeah, sort of. Uh, I guess you could call it that. For the first five years, Anita and Kathy would meet at the Owl Diner. It's a classic, old-fashioned diner around the corner from one of the homeless shelters they work with. They'd get a table and have strategy sessions over eggs. Eggs. They're very into <laughs> eggs. <laughs> or sometimes they'd meet in Kathy's family room. So we had no overheads and we also had no salary. That's right. For four years. So how did you two support yourselves? Well, I was, I was still working full time as a, as a freelance financial writer. And I was working part time in another small startup doing the finances and operation. And uh, it was like the year I could have been thinking of retirement, but I tried it for 20 minutes and it didn't work. <laughs> Like a lot of the women we're interviewing for Good on the Ground, they decided the nonprofit business model made the most sense. They formed a 501c3 in 2012. Coming from a corporate background, it's been interesting to me how much help there is out there for nonprofits. Mm. And we got a $7,000 capacity building grant through the um, Department of Health and Human Services, uh, which was enough to yep. get the pilot off the ground. After that, they got grants from state agencies, family foundations, and individuals. The first couple of years, it's hard to convince funders that you're going to be around, you know, mm -hmm. because you're running on volunteer fumes, you don't have any money, you know, how, how are you going to be sustainable? Budget Buddies now runs on a lean annual operating budget of $363,000. Which is enough for Anita and Kathy to draw a modest, very modest, full-time salary, plus pay for an office. Yeah, they finally moved out of the cafe. <laughs> and it helps them pay for a small but dedicated staff.
coming years, Budget Buddies hopes to scale what they're doing. It's stunning to us the changes in the buddies oh, from yeah. the time they come into the program it's until amazing. the time they leave. 71% of our buddies leave the program saying that they feel confident about their ability to manage money versus 21% when the program starts. Six months ago, how many you thought you would get here? Locally, they've become something of a household name. Now they want to train agencies in Boston and beyond to run their own programs based on Budget Buddies curriculum. One thing that's special is that Anita and Kathy still attend every first workshop. And then every graduation ceremony six months later. Personality-wise, someone who couldn't look you in the eye to begin with is like talking away at graduation about how much she's learned and where she's going and what she's doing and so forth. One woman told Kathy the best part of the Budget Buddies program was that she didn't feel tagged. And I said, tagged? She said, oh yeah, when they know you're homeless, you get treated differently. She said, I, we were just all women together. There's a, there's a tradition we have at graduation. Because it's the last night that the group is going to be together, um, we have the buddy say something to the coach and the coach say something to the buddy. And it's just, um, we bring mm. Kleenex. Yeah. <laughs> we, very it's, touching. It's, it's really very emotional. And it's largely because the buddies are just so grateful um, for the support that they've had. Let's listen to some tape we have of graduation night at House of Hope a homeless shelter in Lowell, Massachusetts. <laughs> She's like a family to me. Nuts has been given a bad set of circumstances, but she has just come shining through. And I just think, like, you're just showing your daughter so much, because mm -hmm. I know my daughter's proud of me, and I'm so, I know your daughter will be proud of you someday. <laughs> and here's Anita talking to all the graduates. You have done something that a lot of people never do. Never make a budget, never never really put money away for savings, never track their expenses to see how much they're spending. So you are so far ahead of most of the people in this country. And for that, we give you applause. And we give applause to Anita and Kathy, and we thank them for sharing their story. It's been a perfect podcast to begin our Good on the Ground series. Join us next time to hear more stories about innovative and inspirational women doing the things you'd never dream of. Or maybe you would. This has been The Story Exchange. If you like this podcast, please post a review on iTunes. It helps other people find the show. And visit our website at thestoryexchange.org, where you'll find news, videos, and tips for women entrepreneurs. Sound editing provided by Nusha Balyan. Interview recorded by Sam Shin. Executive producers are Sue Williams and Victoria Wong.